I think people, uh, by and large, are just realizing now that, you know, work stinks. Working stinks. So they are pretty much adapting to new methods of working where you take the work out of it. We've talked about four-day work weeks before. Um, it's not a new concept. What is a new concept is that I think we might be headed in that direction where many, many, many places of business allow for four-day work weeks. The reason I bring this up is because uh, we're talking uh, about a Wall Street Journal article that highlights a study that was done in the U.K. And by the way, when I talked to to Rena uh, just a few minutes ago, that'll be podcastable. If you subscribe to the Chad Harmon podcast, you can listen to that conversation. I tried to get, uh, tried to have, uh, tried to have her uh, tell us what kind of vehicle she she drives. She would not do it, but it's a beast. She said, "I've seen it." Oh, you've seen it? Yes. Oh, is it a beast? It'll get you there. It'll get you there. Yeah, it'll get you there. Um, but when I was talking to her, I said "schedule," which is the British way to say schedule. Schedule. Yeah. Your schedule. So in Great Britain, a large majority of UK companies participating in a test of four-day work week say they would stick with it after logging sharp drops in worker turnover and absenteeism while largely maintaining productivity during the six-month study. Hmm. So their schedule was four-day work week. 61 British businesses ranging from banks to fast food restaurants to marketing agencies, gave their 2,900 workers a paid day off once a week to see whether they could get just as much work done more effectively. More than 90% of those 61 businesses, they were going to continue testing it. 18 of them said they're going to make it permanent. And it's not like they're pounding in 40-hour weeks into four days. So this isn't 10... 10-hour days for four days a week. This is just four days a week. I ha- it does not surprise me at all that people get just as much work done, are just as productive. In fact, I would bet people are more productive in that time frame. They have to be, for one thing. But I, I be- And I bet it adds to satisfaction at the office, Satisfaction in work life, satisfaction in home life. This is another example of people who are just kind of fed up with the old way of working. Now, does it work for every business? No. Doesn't work for this business. Unless we did, you know, one, like I do four shows a week and then we do best of if there's enough material. Mm, Not likely. That was implied. You didn't need to say that. That's hurtful. But, I mean, do do you have any doubt that many companies in the U.S. could do this and pull this off and it would be better for all involved? What's stopping it? Well, what's stopping it is the classic, well, this is the way it's always been done. Bingo. I mean, 40 hours, eight-hour days, five days a week. Come on. Mm -hmm. 
That's how we work. It's America. Okay. It's America. Um, my only hesitation would be as a, if I put myself in the shoes of the business owner. Yep. Okay. So I'm paying people same amount of money to work four days. Perhaps the, you know, productivity is the same. That's great. That's great. What happens five to 10 years down the line then when people get comfortable with that? Decide three days. We can do it in three days. Not even necessarily that, but just, you know, they might start, you know, at the four days that, well, I'm, you know, these four days, I'm going to, I'm going to really get after it hard. I'm going to, you oh, know, I see what you're saying. you know, I'm not yep. going to do the water cooler talk. You know, I'm going to really focus on my job to, you know, make sure I earn that three day weekend. They start to slack off. What happens when you start to slack off on day number four and, you know, then the productivity isn't what it used to be. Then fire them. Can you add a five-day five day week? Or, yeah, do you have to fire people? Fire them. At em. that point? Yeah, why not? If you're not getting it done in five days right now, you're probably at risk of losing your job, I would think. So why not make it four days? If you can't do it, then you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's certainly costs that come in with that, too. 651-461-9226. Can we function... By and large. Is it by in large or by and large? I think and. Okay. By and large. With a four-day work week in the United States of America. Is this one of those areas where the workplace is evolving? Working from home. We've talked about that. So how about a four-day work week? Realistically, can it be done? 651-461-9226. My wife's work showed an increase in productivity of 36% during COVID and now only have mandatory office days four times a month. But she's working 60 to 70 hours a week. Still too much. No chance. No, that's not the trade-off I want. No, absolutely not. I'm not going to sacrifice days at home. or Excuse me. I'm not going to sacrifice days in the office for like a 60-hour work week. No, that's opposite, I think, of what I'm talking about here. If you were working just a standard office job sitting in a cubicle, yeah, and they said four days a week, but you got to do four tens, I think I could do that. You jump on board with I that? I think I would. If they give me the option of you know going back if I can't do it, if mm-hmm. I don't like it, but yes, I think I would. But I think I think it's realistic that you could probably do your job in a lot of fields. You could do the same amount of work. In four eight-hour days as opposed to five eight-hour days. So you're saying everyone else doesn't work as hard as you do? Pretty much. Yeah, that's why no, you'd have no, to no, stick no. to five. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's quit sucking it up. Uh, 216-651-461-9226. Your phone calls, your texts. I think, America, we're ready for the four-day work week. Who's with me? Boy, Paul Douglas going off today on the complainers about the people who doubted the forecast, saying, oh, man, see, it wasn't all, didn't live up to the hype. You got to, Paul got a little defensive, rightly so, but I should add. You want to hear that? Uh, that conversation was at 108, but uh, that's up on the podcast. If you subscribe to Chad Hartman Show on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can hear that conversation. Just go to WCCRadio.com. Slash podcast. We're talking about the 40-hour work week. Is it possible? Lots of people texting in on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line about jobs that probably couldn't go to a four-day week, like school teachers, uh, people, production jobs, assemble, building. I don't know about that. Railroad industry, somebody says. I, 
Maybe there are some that just can't do it. But I think there are many, many that can, even ones you initially think about can't do it. I think with more thought process, you probably could. With all the snow days, teachers are basically doing a two-day week anyway. No kidding. Get a little more out of them. Let's go, teachers. (laughs) Craig has called in. Uh, Go ahead, Craig. Is this doable? Absolutely. If the company can swing it and you get the same production out of people, and then if the company's more worried about more production, hire three more people to fill the other three days. There you go. Craig, let me ask you this. If you got a four, if you were able to go to a four-day work week, which day would you want off? Uh, actually, I had a, a three-day work week once. It was 12-hour shifts. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was the greatest shift ever. Oh, nice. You got a, three 12-hour shifts, and then you got all week to rest up. And you had... Yep, then I had Monday through Thursday, Friday, basically off. It was great. What kind of work was that? Uh, I was computer, computer uh, monitoring and programming. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for the call. Uh, Paul is called in. Paul, what's your thoughts on this? Can we do this? Can we go to a four-day work week? Oh, I, I, I sure hope so. Uh, my, my viewpoint is if you're a camper with pulling a trailer or tent camping, uh, if you're leaving on Friday night, you're getting up to your, your area around 7, 8 o'clock, and by the time you set up, it's, it's all over with. You have one day Saturday and then half a day Sunday. You're packing it up and you're going home. Yeah. But if you leave on, if you leave on Thursday night, you, you, your day is done Extra at day. 9 o'clock. Yep. But now you've got Friday saturday and half a day sunday and it's it's so much more economical to to pay for the gas to get there and whatnot and i think that would be incentive you get more relaxation and you probably do better at work amen paul more camping time paul says absolutely jj has called in on the city's one plumbing talk and text line go ahead jj yeah i'm just going to mention a couple of points on this and obviously i love it but um there's there are some just kind of basic issues a lot of people make their living based on receiving overtime pay and get you know higher uh salaries just based on mm-hmm. that their, their, their positions built on it um i think it'll also have some divisions amongst companies because you know certain people will get it and certain people won't because there's some jobs you just can't yeah. and you know a lot of times with like b2b type job positions we're billing our clients so we're getting paid hourly based on the work we're doing for our clients so that is a right. hard – everyone – I think people are willing to back off and not work as much, but I don't think we as a society are ready to start making less money. That's true. And so we're pretty we're pretty driven to maximize our, our, our pay as much as possible, and unfortunately that's usually going to come through labor hours in a lot of positions. Thank you, JJ. That, uh, this is, it's a pretty simplistic view that we're talking about here, about a four-day week. It's, it's the assumption that, you know – Many, many jobs are the same and that it could be done. But there are it's a simplistic view. I get that. And, you know, honestly, it's probably already being done anyway. If you're working for a company that you enjoy working for, that you go above and beyond for, and they realize that, I think, saying... Not maybe every week, but saying, you know, I'm can I get this Friday off, taking this Friday off, and they get 
you get you get to do that anyway. Excuse me. Burp won't there. Won't somebody think of the campers? The campers. I mean, or <laughs> guy Paul thinking about you know that extra day for the camping. Well, I think uh, you know to take that one step further, you get more people out camping. You get more people enjoying the outdoors. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit more money goes to perhaps strengthening our outdoor environments. Yep. You know, saving our forests. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a four-day work week is what we need to save the save the environment, save the planet. I like the way you think, Mister. Six five one four six one nine two two six. A four-day work week or for ten-hour shifts does not necessarily mean that. Wherever you work, that they're going to let you work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday may mean that you work shifts like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You rotate through those days so you wouldn't always have a weekend off. Maybe so. And that's something else we talked about because I think automatically, if you think, okay, I've got a four-day work week, I'm going to take Friday off. I'm going to have all my Fridays off, so I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or I'm going to take Monday off, so I'm going to have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. But we thought... Wednesday, that's the sleeper day. I think so. I mean, you take Wednesday off, you got two two-day work weeks, pretty much. A two-day work week is never daunting, right? No. And then no. you got that, yeah, then, you know, you, you, you get the midweek break, you got mm-hmm. Wednesday off. Yes, and by the time you get back, well, it's already Thursday. Yeah. I mean. You're already on the downhill slide, man. Everyone everyone gets the Sunday scaries, right? That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Ever since you were a kid, because you knew you were going back yep. to school, and it continues into adulthood. Oh, the work week's coming up. Got to get ready back for work. But if you're only looking at two days staring at you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think no Wednesday's the, uh, the sleeper day. Wednesday is the, uh, sleeping, the sleeper most popular uh, day off for a four-day work week. Uh, we can 100% work this way, four-day a week, but it's going to take a full generation of people to retire for it to be successful. Well, that's kind of what we're seeing right now. I mean, it's the younger generation. It's not us Gen Xers. It's the millennials and the Gen Zers who suddenly have such a problem <laughs> with the way America works, and frankly, rightly so in many cases. It's like it doesn't, like Dave said at the start of the segment, it's do we do this mainly because it's always the way things have been done? That we have to work 40 hours a week, five days a week from your office? Well, that's changing. So why not the work hours? I mean, the flexibility is already changing too. And I think that kind of leads itself to this conversation about, well, what do I really have to do five days a week for? Yeah. Yeah. The whole push to, you know, work life balance, as people have talked about, to, Taking time away. I mean, how many people in the last several decades would wear it as a badge of pride that they didn't take, uh, you know, a day off in the last five years? Oh, of course. Never took a day off of work. And now it's, you know, now you have companies that are mandating days off that, you know, no, you will not come into work tomorrow. You will not answer an email, (laughs) you know, that's. Or, or, you know, offering other incentives of, you know, you work here for five, ten years, you get a month off. You know, you get a month right. sabbatical to go do whatever you well, want and we'll pay for it. Or, or sick days, how we've changed on sick days. I mean, the, obviously the COVID has a lot to do with that, mm-hmm. but no more. It's like, 
I'm going to be a trooper today. I'm coming in even though I'm sick. No, stay home. Yes. We don't want you here if you're sick Mm -hmm. because you're going to get other people sick. That's one of the the nice things about working here. The sick days roll over from year to year. Just tossing out sick days left and right. Use them, use them, use them, use them because we don't want the flu bug to be going around the newsroom. Uh, okay, uh, 651-461-9226. Keep those thoughts coming in. Uh, last half hour of the broadcast coming up, uh, a classmate of mine from high school texted me during the show. She was out during our snowblowing conversation. She was out snowblowing today and came up with a brilliant idea. It is a brilliant idea. I will be revealing that towards the end. But up next, I've had this guy on twice now, maybe even more than that. He is trying to build a memorial at the state capitol to the Halloween blizzard. He was a little nervous this week when hearing about the forecast. I don't think he's nervous anymore, but we'll find out how he's been riding out this latest threat to the superiority of the Halloween blizzard. He's coming up next. Was there a theme today? I didn't even recognize it. But the, is it the second wave of snow? Multiple themes. We started with, okay. was that it? Come on. Yes. Is that all we got? Now we've got, here we come again. Here you come again. Very good. Um, this might make our next guest nervous because there is more snow falling. I've had uh, Dale on several, several times. Dale Crenshaw, who joins us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, is so was so impacted by the Halloween blizzard of 1991 and its impact on Minnesota and society, he's trying to get it memorialized at the state capitol with some sort of monument. Um, Dale, before we get to that and we get updated on your efforts to build that memorial, can you tell us about the last week when we've heard this snowstorm coming and that it might rival the Halloween blizzard. Did you get nervous that if that in fact would happen, it would lessen the impact of the 1991 Halloween blizzard? Uh, uh, hi, Adam. Thanks. Thanks again for having me on. You, no, bet. I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think of that at all, actually. Um, now that you bring it up, you're, this is the first time thinking about that, that actually there could be a, a record to break that record of yeah. all time. Uh, I never, I never really, contemplated that because it was so big uh, in my life and I, I didn't think there, there ever could be anything bigger than it. Well, that, the, um, well that's, but, that's why I bring it up. It's like, okay, if, if, if this, and again, this is still a significant storm, but let's say we got walloped and we had 30 inches of snow over two days. Suddenly people don't really remember the Halloween blizzard as kind of the, the be-all, end-all of, of, of storms, and I would think that that would hurt your effort to try to get it memorialized. Yeah, I think it would too. I, I would have to agree with that. So it's like the, the 70, I equate it to the 72 Miami Dolphins. 1972 Miami Dolphins went undefeated. And every year, uh, you know, when a team is, you know, going through the schedule and hasn't lost a game, when they finally lose a game, the 72 Dolphins always celebrate. So I'm thinking it's that kind of thing. Um, would you agree with that? Uh I, w- I would agree, but I- I'm not familiar with with them. So okay. if you That's say okay. if you say it is, then then I'm I agree with you. Refresh our memory about where you were uh, during the Halloween blizzard and why it left such an impact. Like I I remember, you know, I was a junior, I think, in high school, and you know, it was a big deal. I remember it, 
but I, you know, I just kind of moved on with my life. Why has it been kind of the focus on your life? Well, yeah, I grew up in Becker, and sure. when all that ha- when happened, uh, I was I was really excited to to be uh, the Terminator. That was the costume that I I got that year, and I was so excited. I got a leather jacket that that was fitting, and it was is just great. And then we, all the plans got changed and canceled, and we weren't ever able to go out and go trick or treating because you know it just yeah was was just too much snow and it just it really it set home for me and 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 made an impact in my life and as i got older i thought well, we should memorialize this and you know we last time we talked i, I, I we didn't have uh concepts conceptual drawings or anything yet but now we have oh we've got a couple and uh, i'm very excited and, and then uh, you know i always try to kind of come down to the to the state capitol during um, session time because um, because you know they'll, maybe they'll hear it they'll, they'll talk about it they'll, someone will, will bring the bill, a bill forward but not this year it's not going to happen this year because there's so much going on but mm-hmm. what I'm excited what I was excited about was the snow coming because there are some people who are in the legislature right now that weren't even born then yeah and and, and so if they could experience a monumental storm. And and have that you know, and, and I'm asking about this at the same time. It, it could it could get me. It could help my my, my sure. efforts. And I I really think it would be great to have for the state of Minnesota. We we had the the most snow, and that that storm was real monumental to not just me as a kid trying to get, live back my Halloween memories, but to the whole state and all the people that live here as a, as a re- reminder. Yeah. I see where you're going there. I, I see that, that it would, you know, highlight your 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 efforts. So you've got renderings. Can you describe them for 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 the radio listener? What this kind of memorial would look like? Yeah. Well, uh, some people wanted wanted me to do the Terminator as a, as if, but it, that wouldn't make any sense, right? That would so be a little. Some, con- some of my friends. It'd be a little confusing. Although you know, if we got Arnold Schwarzenegger to show up to cut the ribbon on it, that you know. It would draw a lot of publicity. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we scratched that, and these are all concepts some artists have, have sent to me. Or that I met. I was in the newspaper in Southern Minnesota back in the summer around the state fair time, and wrote an article about me, and, and people wrote, sent in. And one of those um, is the one we're choosing. We're going to go with, and it was his concept was, um, you know, there's an iconic picture. Everyone has seen it of the street. I was on the on the Star Tribune, and there's a young kid with their uh, Halloween costume, Oscar the Grouch, standing next to a station wagon, and the snow was up to the almost the roof of that station wagon. Mm. So he said to do a silhouette, a cutout of that, where then you could see the size of the snow, and then people could stand next to it and take a picture. Oh, not 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 necessarily, you know. So they could be in the picture, they could be part of it, they could show how, how tall they are were then and maybe now along with the the size of the snow because if you put the snow up to the top of a, a automobile that's near six foot tall sure that's so so that's that's what we're going to go with and it's going to be a, a metal and and it's going to be you know one that you could take the pictures in front of and won't be too obnoxious or big and and you know something that needed to be you know protected or marble or anything like that it'll be out of out of of steel made in the USA. 
I love that concept, an interactive uh, memorial. Let me ask you this. Again, we're talking to um, uh, Dale. I forget. Dale, what's your last name again? Crenshaw. Crenshaw. That's right. I'm sorry. I uh, He's trying to build a memorial to the Halloween blizzard uh, at the state capitol. He's trying to bring it up with lawmakers. Probably won't happen this session. Let me well, ask. And the other thing, the other thing too, is we had um, uh, Mark Robinson. He was a lawmaker who was bringing it forward, but he didn't get reelected, so we have to start over oh. there. And so that's the other thing that happens every year. You know, when lawmakers leave that that feel my feel for what I'm going for, then then they don't get elected or they're not there anymore. So I have to start over. Um. If it doesn't happen at the Capitol, would there be another place you think that could be a, a site for this memorial to the Halloween blizzard? Oh, I, I guess maybe we maybe we could do that in WCCO, and maybe we could ask ask WCCO where, where they think. Like I got this I, drawing idea from the newspaper. Um, where, where, I don't know where people might think if it can't be at the Capitol. What would be a good city? What would be a good place? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. 651-461-9226. That's the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. If you do have an idea for Dale, uh, if not the capital, then where? You know, Anoka is the Halloween capital of America. So I'm Yeah. I, I would think that Anoka might be a spot for it. Oh, wow. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, Anoka is the Halloween capital of the USA. Oh, wow. Maybe you should reach out to the folks up there in Anoka and see if, um, you know, as a, as a plan B, obviously the capital would be the first place, but if, if that doesn't work out, maybe somebody up in Anoka would uh, yeah. would do it. Maybe, maybe it could bring life back to downtown Minneapolis. We could put it on one of the corners in Minneapolis where there's a lot of people. That, yeah. that might be another... But it also might get in the way down there with snow, with the real snow when it snows. Now, that's the other thing you have to take into consideration. Putting any monument up, it's it's gonna it's about the snow and it's how big the snow was. And you put that in with snow, I mean, there's quite there's there's a lot to think about when when putting all this together. Um, some so somebody suggests the history center. That'd be a good one. Um, how yeah. about how about Dale's backyard? Somebody's suggesting. Oh, yeah. It could, you know, maybe it could even be at a cemetery. Yeah, I don't, I know. don't know. Well, yeah, no, no, we're spitballing. We're workshopping it. Um, Halloween, Halloween kind of. Oh, sure. Back some some of those Spookiness. ideas too. Right. Spooky graveyards, grave diggers. Uh, I like this guy. Very sincere and whimsical. I hope they do this, especially to annoy the people who always whine about those who remember it. Yeah, that you know, I've asked you that before. Do you get tired of people who say enough about the Halloween blizzard? Quit talking about the Halloween blizzard. What about those folks who just say, get over it? Oh, I I really haven't heard that much, at least to my face. But, you know, I, I, everyone kind of lights up when I talk about it. And so I, I think it's, I think people would go for it, especially if, if um, and I've been passionate about it. You know, I, although I want it at the state capitol, we're, we're raising our own money for this. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not asking the state money, state for any money, just, just a place to put it right. when, we get the, when we get the money raised. A couple other suggestions. A couple people suggested the Mall of America. Uh, 
course, Mall of America wasn't around then. Mall of America didn't experience the, the Halloween blizzard. Airport, Como Park Zoo, State Fairgrounds. State Fairgrounds, that wouldn't be bad. Have you talked to, to anybody uh, at the fairgrounds about this? No. That, that would be another one because a, a lot of Minnesota goes there. Sure, huh. they sure do. Sure do. Well, Dale, um, thank you so much for give, giving us an update here. Um, I'm glad that you, we avoided you know, a, a rival to the Halloween blizzard and that you were able to you know, be the 72 Dolphins again, that you can keep, keep this one as number one. Keep, please keep us up to date on how your efforts go and uh, email me one of those uh, renditions so I can uh, maybe share that. I sure will. Thanks again, Adam, you bet. for having me on. Anytime. There's Dale Crenshaw, who is uh, trying to get that memorial to the 1991 Halloween blizzard built, if not the Capitol, several other suggestions from our great WCCO listeners on where that could go. Okay. An app that would be absolutely brilliant. We need this app. It's an idea for an app for every Minnesotan who's ever cleared a driveway. What is it? What's the idea? I'll tell you next. Thinking about that spring deck, or if you're thinking about installation labor on Infinity for Marvin Windows, how about that? 50% off installation labor on new Infinity for Marvin Windows from Lindis Construction. That is your Lindis Construction time check. It is 254. Big thanks to uh, Dale Crenshaw. Sorry, I forgot his last name. Texter. I can't believe you forgot his last name. I can't either. I had a senior moment. Uh, if you want to listen to Dale and his efforts to put forth that Halloween blizzard sculpture, you can go back and listen on the podcast. WCCORadio.com slash podcast. All podcasts up. All segments of the show, including our conversations with Paul Douglas and Rena Sarajanopoulos. So a classmate of mine who's listening on our conversation earlier about when or when not to snow blow, are there, should there be time constraints or is it free for all? Can anybody snow blow at any time of day? She had a thought while snow blowing today. I'm just going to read from her Facebook page. Deep thoughts while snow blowing. Who else would like their city to create an app, the Where's My Snow Plow app? It would send you messages like your snow plow is blank minutes away from your residence. Or you could follow your snowplow on a map like Uber. The technology exists because Amazon does it with your packages, right? That, my friends, is a brilliant idea. Because you know exactly when that snowplow is coming. You know exactly when to get out there and shovel. Do I, do I have time to do it before the snowplow comes and I have to remove the stuff at the end of my driveway because we've all been there. When we get to the end of the driveway, we get it crystal clear, and here comes the snowplow mm-hmm. and just crushes your soul with two and a half feet of concrete-like snow for you to remove. Not to mention if, say, you gotta leave, you got to leave for work. You know, right. your, your your street isn't plowed. You think, oh, boy, this is going to be a little harrowing. Yes. But you're able to check the app and say, I mean, the plow is 10 minutes away. And what's the difference? Either I fight through the snow, maybe get stuck, or just hold tight, wait for the plow to come by, and then yep. I've got a clear shot to work. It could help a lot of people. They could do it with school buses. I know that's available on an app. 
Yeah, you can, you can track the school bus. To oh, see. can you do? Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah, especially yes. if they're right. running, running late on a you know snowy days. You see, your kid's not going to be to the bus stop for an extra twenty minutes. All right, I don't have to go wait out for them or wonder wonder what's going on. You just follow the app. You can do it for a school bus. You can do it for a snowplow. You can do snow, it for Blizzo. Snow, yeah. Snow, then we can name all our snowplows. Yes. We name all our snowplows in the city, and you can track. You know, maybe they come with their own icons, so you can follow your favorite snowplow around the city. You can let the family know. Hey, Cleopatra is ten minutes away. Exactly. You got time. Brilliant. Brilliant idea for that app. Thank you to uh, my uh, anonymous classmate. All right, Jason DeRussia coming up next from Florida. He's not dealing with any snow. He doesn't have to worry about it. Jason from Fort Myers next on CCO.